After a tough stretch of winter, the extreme cold warning is over for now. And it's actually supposed to get quite warm next week. We got details from Environment Canada. Painful periods, menopause, the barriers women continue to face in getting healthcare concerns addressed because these things by many are still considered to be taboo. For Black History Month, we checked in with a local company called Zuike because they've got a really cool story of how their business came together and about what they do to acknowledge the month. It's Friday, which means our weekly Gab with Gabby. And monster trucks are in town this weekend, so we asked you the simple question, what would you name your monster truck? I'm Brett McGarry, alongside Greg Mackling and Loren McNabb. We are Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. And this is the Friday, February 3rd podcast for The Start. At the Forks, we've got minus <clears throat> 20, excuse me, as we <laughs> stumble into the weekend. At the Forks, we got minus 26. Cold. Zero wind, by the way, zero kilometers no an hour. And at, uh, at the airport, it's the same thing, minus 26. The wind chill, minus 37 with a south-southeast wind, 16 kilometers an hour, outside 680 CJOB. And the current condition is listed as ice crystals as the extreme cold warning continues. But maybe not for long. I know we're going to hear from Environment Canada in our next segment. But the long term, and this is wonderful news, especially after yesterday, because I think yesterday was easily the coldest. It was like miserable, just miserable yesterday. Plus one on Monday, plus two on Tuesday. Pardon me. Did you believe that when I came in this morning and said to Greg, I think we should bring Environment Canada on because I'm not buying it. I'm buying it. <laughs> I'll take all everything that's available. I buy all of it for Sunday, even Sunday at minus seven. I'll take that straight through until Thursday's minus seven and everything in between. Load me up, baby. You're like my husband when he goes shopping and then comes home with the most random things because of the deal. He's sure. like, why, why wouldn't you buy into that? That's where you're at right now. That's like, exactly I'll have where 72 I'm at. boxes of bear paws that nobody eats because this. It's a a good deal. deal. I can justify a lot of stuff. (laughs) When you go to Costco and they've got the uh, double Heinz ketchup plastic bottle (laughs) on for like eight bucks, give me four of those because ketchup isn't going bad. Maybe it does, but uh, in my house, uh, it doesn't last long enough to go bad. There's certain things that you just buy, whether you've got three of them or not. If they're on sale, just get it. You know what I don't like in bulk? What's that? Eggs. When they come in those huge flats. Yes, the, when there's 24, I think, maybe in them. Do you oh, know what I'm talking about? It's not yeah. the carton, the but flat. it's like a flat of yeah, eggs. Yeah. And then it just goes in your fridge and you're like, you can't set anything on top of that. You yeah. can't put anything around that. Eggs are pretty strong, actually. You can stack a lot of stuff on eggs. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Like, what? like like a bag of lettuce? Like what are you putting no, on no, there? No, you can put whatever you want. A like, Tupperware container with last night's meals no, if you going search on your it, eggs? If you search an egg standing <laughs> up and down, it's very hard to, uh, to actually to break. They're very strong uh, the top and the bottom, but on the sides you can crush them easy. But uh, it, it's just something to do with their their design. It's kind of wacky, actually, okay. how strong they are. That's interesting, but but it is also a good point. I remember my parents buying those big flats of eggs from Costco, and it would take up like half whatever shelf it was on. It would oh. take up half the shelf. Yeah, you need to create like a a shelf just for them that's only about three four inches high. <laughs> 
Like I've got one shelf, one random shelf from my from my fridge that's hanging around in the storage room. It's like, why is this in here? Yes, nothing because, can fit here. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, I've just gone down a rabbit hole because Harvard has a study they did on the egg. <laughs> I just on. found this and eggshell strength in theory. It says could hold a load of three thousand pounds if it was positioned. This is what I'm right. trying to is tell this you. Right. This is what I'm trying to tell you, McNabb. <laughs> on the on the it's top like, of the dome, like, like off, from the side, disaster. Correct. But from the top, these are people at Harvard. It, I don't know. It says the. Cross, are you saying I should be at Harvard? I, the cross sectional. <laughs> I think that's what I heard. The cross sectional area of the shell wall is one eighth square inch, which will then combine <laughs> with the ultimate strength theoretically will support a one point four times ten four n load. Or three thousand pounds. It's it's similar to the like when you lie on a bed of nails, right? If you lie on two or three nails, like no thank you. But like two hundred, you can totally do it. I'm only going down Bon Jovi's road of a bed of roses. Why would I ever <laughs> want to test the bed of nails? Uh, okay, well we have taken this someplace. I this love morning. it. I love it, and I'm hungry for an egg sandwich. <laughs> Is there any soup left? That's the question. I just said to Brett, I'm so hungry right now and a little bit angry that there's no soup in my forecast because I'm not used to coming to work yet and bringing things. I, I go upstairs and eat my like five day old pasta or something, but I when need to. Oh, when you're at home? Because I was at home for so long. I need to get back into the groove of bringing stuff and not just yelling at Brett when he offers me a banana every day. Yeah. I Which al- also enrages me. I don't know why. I had grapes earlier. Would you have accepted those? I would those? have accepted grapes. Are ah. they gone? Yeah, I ate them. <laughs> red or green, uh, Brett? Red. Red? Yeah. Those are your go to? I prefer the red. I'll, I'll, I'll take the green, but I prefer the red. And what is there? Is there a black grape or is it a blue? I'm not a fan is of the, is it the Concord grape. I'm not a fan. There, of, there is a Concord. Yeah, grape, I'm not yeah. a fan of that one. That's a we, I, that's a that's like a science experiment grape. Really this is way hybrid. too much grape and egg knowledge for six oh eight in the morning. This is a lot. Hey, it's healthy foods though. Yeah. Healthy foods and it's Friday. Our brains have been firing on all cylinders since Monday. I feel like this is sort of the last hurrah though. We're in the we're in the home stretch of the week, and by noon it's just going to be that uh, was it, is it gaffle bag or go what's the terminology there? Just it's just going to be gobbledygook. Gobbledygook indeed. So yes, we hey we do look listen. We do have a lot of uh, serious things to discuss this morning. Uh, for example, at seven o five, we're going to continue the six eighty CJOB health series brought to you by Body Measure, and it has to do with allergies and. Global warming? It's not a connection I was ever was th- ever thinking that I would make, but no, here I'm, we are. I'm looking forward to this because both you and I suffer from seasonal allergies. And I believe in the fall, both you and I, and I know for me for sure, yeah. struggled with what felt like forever allergies. And yeah. I kept doing tests and like thinking I had a cold or COVID and all those kinds of things. And the idea was more that potentially the season was longer this year. But now there's talk that because of global warming, this season will be extended. And so how do you deal with that? Because, you know, the trees might bud earlier, or the flowers stay out longer, or all those different things. And so depending on who you are, you might not be too happy to hear this, but we'll get more into that after seven. I yeah. always feel bad for the two of you. I don't have any allergies whatsoever, at least that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. And I, I see you guys suffering and that's got to be rough. Sometimes it, I think it's one of those things where I, you just kind of get used to it. It's certainly not pleasant. And depending on the day, uh, like Cam, we, I can't remember what we were talking about, but Cam talked about his cat sleeping on his face. And when I had a cat and would wake up to Frankie on my pillow on top of my head, uh, that, I knew that that day was gone. 
Like that was a write-off day because I had I would at that point I would have ingested so much allergen that no no amount of Benadryl antihistamine would fix it. It was just I'd be I would blow my nose a thousand times, I'd sneeze a thousand times, my eyes would be water, a watery mess, and I would just want to crawl into a hole and die. Is cats your worst? Yeah, like cats the, is the worst. If I go over to a friend's house with cats and I forget to pre. Pre-game? <laughs> Pre-game with, like, allergy pills? I'm in trouble. And I'll come over, and as soon as... And some days are different. Like, one day it'll be fine, and the next day depends on how much that cat has done whatever it does. And she'll go, oh, no, did you not... You didn't take your pill? What do you do, like, Benadryl? What, like, what do you take? Uh, chlorotriplon used to be my go-to. Sora, Benadryl. I think it was chlorotriplon. Yeah. You can Be- do sprays now. I don't know. Yeah, Benadryl is, is actually is great, but that's, that, uh, that's a drowsy one. That'll, that'll knock you out. So I like Benadryl partly because it's effective, but also I like to take it more at night. It's like, okay, it's sleepy time. Oh, so when you're at home, do you, you don't want to be anywhere else. You don't no. want to be driving with that. No, no. no they, don't they say antihistamines like driving, almost the equivalent of driving drunk? Anyway, we got to get out and get more from Environment Canada on what's to come in the weather after we take a quick peek at your forecast next on The Start. It is Mackling with Gary McNabb. As Greg mentioned, extreme cold warnings remain in effect for Manitoba, so you have another really cold day to get through. Yeah, so I just got off the phone with meteorologist Kyle Zukowski in Environment Canada is forecasting a big improvement over the next couple of days, but first... And this morning, it's uh, the wind chills are still going to be hanging around, unfortunately. And it's, we're going to have gradual improvement throughout the day, but the winds are really going to pick up out of the south, uh, and they're kind of channeling up the Red River Valley, so... It's going to be pretty windy today. Uh, We're looking at winds of, uh, what do we got here? I think uh, it's looking like, yeah, boats out of the south at 40, gusting to 60. And there could be some blowing snow too outside of the city, kind of more in the open areas. Uh, And that's what we're looking at for today. But uh, good news on the horizon here is that uh, as the weekend progresses, there's going to be some warm air that's pushing in. I want to get into the good news in a second, but when you talk about that wind today, are we looking at any blowing snow advisories uh, in the next few hours? Uh, We have some out for the Manitoba Lakes right now um, because it looks windier over top of the lakes. But no, right now we're just we're expecting just uh, some some blowing snow maybe outside the city that not with the the reduction in visibility doesn't look like it won't be too bad. But if things if they can, we'll keep an eye on it. And obviously, if conditions worsen, then we'll have to issue some blowing snow advisories. But as of right now, it doesn't look like that will be the case. So minus 26 in Winnipeg right now. The airport feeling more like minus 37. But we're talking about temps of minus 8 tomorrow, minus 7 Sunday, plus 1 Monday, plus 2 Tuesday. As I said to Kyle, I honestly don't believe this. Well, the the good thing is we got some uh, Pacific air. That's We're getting a bit of a pattern change. So there is a ridge building over the Pacific that's moving over top of the prairies. And that... Uh, Nasty polar vortex that was sitting over top of Hudson Bay here for the better part of a week is finally going back up to back up north where it belongs, and it's allowing for that warm air to flood in. And is that sticking around for a while, that warm air? Uh, for right now, um, just looking at about a week out, it looks like it'll probably last into next weekend. And so with that, do we have less wind as well when you talk about the temperatures warming up? Often sometimes it warms up in winter in terms of the temperature, but we still have the winds. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so it looks like um, there will be kind of periods of where we'll have wind. Because the thing is, is um, we are going to, like, in order to kind of get this warmth, we're going to have to pay for it with a few little systems that will come through that will kind of give us a few skiffs of snow. And then on top of that, uh, you'll get, some, get a little bit of wind with, uh, as those systems come rolling through. 
What qualifies as a skiff? <laughs> Maybe a couple centimeters. Okay. Yeah. Okay, nothing major. All right, Kyle, yeah. that's perfect. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Have a good day. You too. Thanks. Okay, bye. That word skiff in relation to snow <laughs> got me into some big trouble with my brother one time. Uh-oh. We had a snow clearing business a couple of winters, and he was in Vancouver, and he goes, I heard it snowed. I said, yeah, it snowed. He goes, how much? I go, a skiff. He goes, well, how much is a skiff? I said, I don't know, Kev. It's <laughs> not measurable. You can see it, but it just it's a skiff. <laughs> well, do you have to clear it or not? No, there's not enough to clear it. Yesterday was Groundhog Day. But you're, you're living it in this last half hour. Yeah. I don't know why my voice keeps going. I, I watched the movie Groundhog Day last night for the first time in a while. Uh, what a fantastic movie film. Coming up in our next segment, we are going to tell you how you can win stuff. And it has to do with something in town this weekend. Monster trucks. So we are going to ask you a very important question about that. So stand by for that. And after Global News at 7 o'clock, we're going to talk about allergies and their connection to global warming and the implications of what global warming can do to allergies. And it's not good. But right now, have you ever gone to the doctor with an issue, something just doesn't feel right, and have the doctor respond, well, you are getting older. Mm, How often is age? The fact you're now in your 40s, 50s, or 60s, given as a reason for the pain or discomfort you're feeling. How about gender? A new report out of Alberta is adding to the growing body of evidence that women continue to deal with misinformation, misdiagnosis, and disjointed responses to their health care, Loren. Earlier this week, we had a report on heart health in women and how there's too often misdiagnosis or a misunderstanding. Well, this is a new report called Surveying the Silence, and they gathered data uh, from more than 2,000 Albertans who identify as women and talked about the barriers they're face, facing right now. And as Global's Heather Yurks west explains, for many women, too many things like menopause, endometriosis, and pain-filled periods are still taboo. From the age of 10, Violetta Kondowski has dealt with debilitating pelvic pain. I wasn't believed for a long time, and the pain was really severe. And my, my family didn't know a lot about it. So my mother just thought some women have awful periods, and that was it. Years later, Kondofsky would finally learn she has endometriosis. The painful condition impacts more than a million Canadians, and yet patients will wait an average of five and a half years before they're even diagnosed. We know that 50% of the population um, are assigned female at birth as women. It's still taboo to talk about many of the health issues related to their specific anatomy. According to a new survey from the Alberta Women's Health Foundation, that taboo is putting the health of women, transgender men and non-binary people at risk, keeping them from accessing help for a wide range of issues. Things like polycystic ovarian syndrome, pelvic floor disorders, even menopause. We certainly do have providers in community, um, particularly family physicians, that do have focused areas of women's health. And I think we need to advertise that better and make sure women have access to those providers. But access to providers varies depending on where you live. In the southern Alberta city of Lethbridge, for example, where there were once nine obstetricians, gynecologists, there is now only one. 
beyond finding care. The survey also found treatment effectiveness is also a major concern. Just 16% of women seeking care for perimenopausal symptoms were satisfied, while data suggests 10% of women will stop working because their perimenopausal or menopausal symptoms are so bad. Federal funding or research dollars to women's health is not to the same level uh, in general. And a lot of it has to do with quality of life as much as life and death. And so it's harder to get funding. Fixing the problem, advocates say, will take a combination of education and investment. And more women like Kondofsky willing to move beyond the taboo and talk. Heather Urex West, Global News, Calgary. So this story spoke to me and I am ready to talk about this because I have been dealing with this for several years now. And I actually changed doctors about five years ago because when I talked about some issues, uh, including my periods that honestly had me like that mentioned in the story, wanting to miss work, stay home from work sick. The response is, well, you're, you know, you're almost 40. And then I thought, no. So I switched doctors, brought some concerns up with them. Some options were given. But again, the initial response was, well, welcome to your 40s. And then I talked to some girlfriends and they said, no, Loren, like, I don't go through that. That doesn't sound normal to me. Like, I think you should ask more questions. But I didn't push hard enough for myself until about six months ago. And uh, I'm now working to figure things out and making sure that we've considered all the options before I just say, okay, fine, I am 45 and I'm going to have to deal with this. And so my new family doctor taking me seriously, my gynecologist is taking me seriously, but I really did have to push for it. And I think that's in part because for women from the age of 12 or earlier, you deal with period questions or concerns once a month, every month for the next 480 months of your life or more, and you come to accept it. And some of it is normal for sure. But some of it isn't. And so in 2023, you're left thinking, we've been dealing with this since the dawn of time. And what have we learned? And so from the survey that we just shared, I learned that two-thirds of women struggle to talk to the doctors about something that they deal with monthly. 25% don't even understand their own bodies and their reproductive systems. And I just read now that 10%, just 10% of federal funding from Canadian health research goes towards women's health issues. So I feel like we have a lot of ground to move or change in a time where why aren't we just all comfortable talking about this? Like we're around women, all the 50% of the population and we're still worried about bringing up something that we've been dealing with since we were kids. I don't understand this whole notion of anything associated with any of our health, let alone women's health should be taboo. Like that word just feels out of place. Yet here we are in 2023, Loren and, and there are women and there are men who are embarrassed to talk about with their doctors about certain ailments because of the body part that it's impacting. Like, when are we going to learn our lesson? And it, it's not, it can't just be women. There have to be men out there that are thinking. Well, no, of course. Right? Like you mentioned, just there's certain parts of your body where you kind of go into that low whisper, even when you're in the doctor's office. Uh, just before I go, I'd like to mention that uh, this has been happening. Yes. And you... <laughs> Why? You're at your doctor. It's like you had a recording of a conversation I had with my doctor in 2018 when I was having issues with my prostate. I had just started dating somebody. And so, of course, it was causing problems in the bedroom because I wasn't able to maintain uh, what I needed to maintain. And at the end of the I, I was scared to even bring it up. Like I went in to talk to him about the prostate stuff and I was thinking, okay, just just. I had to like muster up the courage to say to him, oh, and by the way, I'm having some problems in the bedroom. Right. And, uh, and he says, oh, you want some Viagra? And I said, yeah. 
Okay, and that it was like that was easy. Why why was I so scared to ask a question from a doctor? But also with that. Okay, so that's what you brought you to ask that question. But there could have been something bigger at play. Like you of also course. should have had things checked. And so this idea that okay, say you live with this uh, uh, a pain month, once a month, that might be normal. And they might the answer in the end might be sorry. That's all we can do. But should we not find out that there are other? Let's make sure that they're not dealing with something bigger. And so it's great that you're given. A solution to the initial problem, but someone should also be saying, "Hey, do you want to just do a couple check things out before we?" <laughs> well, what's at, what, what's at the source, right? It's one thing to provide a a solution or an interim solution, but what's at the source? What's at the core? And you know, you mentioned monthly, but that that's normal for me. But to make certain things normalized so that women don't talk about them anymore or me- that that's not that's not right we got to broaden this discussion it's like mental health all over again Mackling McGarry and McNabb there is an exciting event at Canada Life Center this weekend Rockstar California Kid Spitfire the Grand Motorsport Spectacular is coming to Winnipeg. Get ready for the thrill of your life. Monster Truck Challenge features seven of your favorites. Odd battles. Witness the excitement of freestyle motocross with the Radical Jump Showcase. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.ca. <laughs> the Ram Motorsports Spectacular. That ad, by the way, was from uh, 2021 when the show was scheduled to come to Winnipeg in February of 2022. This weekend's uh, event is the reschedule from last year. So... With that in mind, because we know Clay is, uh, I think he's going to go cover this on Global News Morning. <laughs> his, he left with the intent of mayhem. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, that would be a perfect name for his monster truck, mayhem. And that's what we want to ask you. What would you call your monster truck and why? 204-780-6868 for a chance to win yourself a couple of tickets for Prairie Strides Annual Flea Market. That's happening at Assiniboia Downs this weekend. So let's go around the horn here. Cameron Poitras, why don't we start with you, sir? Uh, well, you got to go a little cheesy, right? That's the whole point of this thing. So I, I, I came up with the soul devourer because I'm not just going to run you over. I'm going to eat your soul. <laughs> I like it. I also, I also had two more. Okay. Right, you're going to um, destroy the spirit, the yeah, spirit of whoever you encounter. Yeah, I'm not just going to kill you. I'm going to like... End your every, your entire existence. Just devour your soul. Um, also, uh, Homer Simpson's um, uh, bike gang, the Hell's Satans. I thought was not a bad name. <laughs> yeah. That's and, a good one. Yeah. And uh, then Saint Anger, named after Jeff Braun's favorite Metallica album. So I also had that one. Ooh. Oh. I thought you had another one. Oh yeah, that. I, no, no, I, okay. I can't. I can't. All right. He thought it over. His initial <laughs> no. response has no. been vetted. Yeah, no, I, I don't want to Tim Watley this whole uh, radio station. If you know, if you know my reference, you get it. Okay. <laughs> um, Jeff Braun, what about you? First off, I just want to say I carpool with Clay some days, and I would not let him behind the wheel of a monster truck. <laughs> I, I <hope> <laughs> um, well, if it was a race car, I, first I thought of race car names because it was I was you know tired when I woke up. If it was a race car, I would go with uh, Braun in sixty seconds. Oh, it's not a race car, so <laughs> nice. <laughs> 
Uh, so, and, and actually, uh, Kelly Moore gets credit for this. He's been calling it, calling me this name for years. So I would go with Bronster Mash. Oh, oh that is so good. That is good. That's so Kelly. Wow, that is great. Bronster Mash. Bronster yeah. Mash. <laughs> well done, There's Kelly Moore. Uh, Greg Mackling, what about you, sir? Uh, Big Mac, Mac Attack. I, went, I got a list here. Headbanger. Because, uh, you know, my headbang days, and I love the heavy metal. That turned into Turbo Lover, but then I'd get sued for false advertising. Uh, milk Mania, Milk Mayhem. <laughs> Uh, can, can can you turn like the MG into a monster truck? Then I could go MGB, MGB, Mackling's great big MGB. I don't know. This is a work in progress for me. <laughs> you put some thought into it, though. I like that. I'm trying. I'm the trying. List. He's got a list. He's got a list. Loren, what about you? Oh, I'm. I would like it to be like what is the truck that's span like the El Toro Loco? I think is one like the the crazy bull. <laughs> so I'd like someone to someone who has like um, speak Spanish out there turn the name into me so it's like that. But I, I've often been called in my earlier days as a reporter, the Red Storm. So that kind of works because I'm, obviously I'm a redhead, but I sometimes enter a room like a storm. Or I, like I have been told that when I'm angry, they can see my temp. I've had a camera guy say to me, you can physically see your temperature rising. Like when you're annoyed, like your face starts off <laughs> white at the bottom and then it just slowly turns red all the way to the top of your forehead. Human so, thermometer. So, yeah, something to do with the thermometer or like cherry bomb. I'm trying to go off the red hair thing, but I want to take the English and add the L like some sort of spin on it. So help me out, audience. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Spanishify my name. <laughs> That's not correct. Spanishify Lorenz Monster. El Matador, which is my Uncle Richard's nickname, El Matador. Oh, yeah. really? Well, he he was a uh, he he was in um in Mexico and he was in a, a ring with a bull and I think it was like a a calf Hold that on. might have been six months old. Oh, and so he started calling himself <laughs> El Matador. Oh boy! And you have to constantly remind him it was a baby. baby no, no, listen, baby but, bull. and the bull gets bigger and bigger every time he tells a story. <laughs> of course, it was seven hundred pounds, pure muscle, <laughs> black as night. <laughs> Jeff Forte, what about you? I would have to go with something like a <clears throat> little puncher. Why? Because I'm little, but I pack a good punch. Little puncher. Little puncher. Little puncher. The little puncher. I got to be honest. The little puncher versus the soul devoured. Like you're in trouble, buddy. Your truck is going to be devoured, little puncher. See, I, I, I'm seeing well, now. Well, I'm, say it that way. I, I'm thinking about my MG as a monster truck. Now, when you say that, I'm thinking of a of a VW Beetle all dressed up as a as a monster truck. When you say that, little puncher. Not really scaring me, Jeff. Well, just give me some big wheels and see what I could do. But All if you right. saw Jeff behind the wheel, I think you would be scared because he's got the happiest face. He's constantly yeah. smiling. And so you would look in this context like, oh, my gosh, this person is insane. So maybe, <laughs> so maybe Jeff like, should drive Why is he smiling as he, as he crushes me? He's very happy to hurt me yeah, right now. Like, yeah. He would devour souls. I think you could put him behind the wheel of your truck, Portress. Plus, there's some precedent here as well. Like, if you put, let's say, it's a Little Puncher versus the Soul Devourer. Like, remember once upon a time back in 1938, Seabiscuit versus War Admiral. War Admiral was a big horse with yes. an awesome name, and yep. here comes Little Seabiscuit. Good point. Good good point, Brett. That's true. So, yeah. That's a humiliating defeat for the Soul Devourer, losing to the Little Puncher. <laughs> How do you think War Admiral felt using a sea biscuit? I know. That's a great point. The name makes a difference, but then when you have that great name and it doesn't 
You don't grow into the name? Yeah. Come on, McGarry. You got to have a good one. I actually don't. Seriously? <laughs> have you been uh, trying to avoid yes. having to answer your own question? <laughs> yeah. I, I it's got to be better one. than Little Puncher. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not creative in that one. I'm, I'm trying to think of something with the word smash. It's got to be the word smash. Yeah. It could just be as simple as smash, but I feel like it needs to be a little deep. Smashylvania. Ooh, uh, I like that. Yeah. Smashylvania and, or resting smash face instead of the uh, <laughs> of resting, resting bash, resting smash. bash face. Resting bash? smash face. How about <laughs> the Transconian devil? The Transconian devil. Nice. It only goes around in circles. Pink. Got flamingos on that thing. Oh. oh. Yeah. yeah. I think we got a whole theme going now. 204 780. Sponsored by the Central. <laughs> Oh, got a big spike the out central. the back. The spike. <laughs> the silver spike saloon. Rookies at the central. If Andre, if the bartender who worked at the central, Andre, fantastic bartender, great guy. It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. We are going to continue the Global News 680 CJOB annual health series in a moment, connecting global warming to allergies but before that the ram motorsports spectacular is at canada life center this weekend we're asking you to tell us if you had a monster truck what would you call it and loren you had a question for our listeners as it pertained to what you wanted to do with a name for your truck yeah i was playing off red storm or cherry bomb red hair but i wanted it to be in spanish so like kind of like the el toro the bull and kevin has texted to say Monster truck name for Loren, Dama de Fuego, Spanish for Fire Lady. I like it. Yeah. Dama de Fuego. Yet they'd be more angry. Do it in an angry voice. Dama de Fuego. Yes. Yeah, no, that's go. good. That's Ano-ano- good. Another Kevin says, uh, not maybe not necessarily for you, Loren, but his would be, I think, a polar vortex. Mm. Oh, right? that's pretty good. Yeah. Local. Local, yeah. Relevant. <laughs> Nobody likes it. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. I can already see the colors on it as well. Oh, that's a good one. So 204-780-6868 for a chance to win. Prairie Strides annual flea market at Assiniboine Downs tickets for this weekend. What would you call your monster truck? We'll pick a winner at 9.15. It's time for the CJOB Health Series, presented by Body Measure. It is the annual 680 CJOB Health Series for the last few days, and into next week, we're going to be examining the leading edge of health, research, innovation, breakthrough studies, and this one in particular has my interest because it has to do with something that plagues me pretty much year-round, and Greg, that's allergies. Well, Brett, I hate to tell you this, but suggesting that thanks to global warming, people living with respiratory allergies can be prepared for their symptoms to be more prevalent In the future, our global colleague, Iris Dick, looks at how the longer, warmer summers mean longer windows of time for allergy sufferers to be affected. For some Manitobans with allergies, snow on the ground is a welcome sight. I love the winter because it means most of the allergens and the fires are down. Karen Sandney has dealt with asthma and severe respiratory allergies her whole life. She's been hospitalized numerous times, and wildfire smoke in Gillum, where she lived for many years, forced her to evacuate twice. There have been times where it was so bad that that my husband had to take me south just to get away from, from the smoke. And for those with respiratory allergies, these outcomes could become commonplace due to global warming. Allergy researcher Jennifer Prodiger with the University of Manitoba says it's a growing worry in her field. There are con- uh, concerns that um, 
climate change will increase uh, both the incidence and the prevalence of allergic respiratory conditions and asthma. The main seasonal allergens in Manitoba are pollen and wildfire smoke, and warmer temperatures can extend the period of time these triggers are in the air. A 2021 study found human-caused climate change had already increased pollen season in North America by an average of 20 days. And Neil Johnston with the Lung Society of Manitoba says it's not just local pollens that will be an issue in the future. Our area is warming, so more you know, plants will migrate where the, where, where the uh, climate is beneficial to them. And uh, that, so we'll be exposed to different pollens that we may not have uh, uh, been exposed to before. Smoke from across the country can also drift into Manitoba and cause asthma attacks and allergic reactions. Smoke and pollen contain microscopic particles, fine particulate matter, also called PM 2.5. When these particles are inhaled, the lung's immune response causes the airways to constrict. Andrew Haleko with the University of Manitoba says this can leave us vulnerable to other illnesses. Peptides that we call immune defense regulators that uh, allow us to respond to pathogens, so viruses, bacteria, are diminished. So our ability to resist infection uh, in the lungs is actually diminished as well. Most experts agree global warming is already having an effect on our local climate and our health. To what degree that continues will depend on the impact of human-caused climate change. Iris Dick, Global News. She referenced the study that found that the pollen seasons are longer by 20 days because of global warming, but they also are containing, I was reading this morning, 20% or 21% more pollen. So it's not that it's just a longer season, there's more pollen in the air. So it's one thing if you're a person who reacts like you and I do to that, Brett, where we need to take, take a pill, and usually it's, it's, it can be dealt with. But if you're someone who also has breathing issues associated with that, or asthma, or people I know in Calgary and, and BC now, Greg, like I have had some friends and family say they struggle with the what seems to be fire season every year. It's not just mm. a, it's a bad fire year, but it yep. feels like they have several days a year where it's hard to go outside to hike, to exercise, because you're seeing more fires. And I know one has talked about even moving. They love it in southern Alberta and they want to go to BC like or go to Banff sorry every single weekend or go into the mountains to explore but that fire season seems to be hitting them harder and it's not good for them. Uh, Salt Lake City, Utah has some of the worst air in North America and I was reading some articles the other day about it's so bad in Salt Lake City that people are moving out of that community because of the, 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 the as the city has grown over years um, it's in a valley at, at different times of the year, in particular in the winter, they get something called an inversion. I'm familiar with those from the Okanagan Valley, where it's a warmer, higher, colder below, and it traps the, you know, the air particles and the pollution. And so it's a very difficult live, uh, place to live for some people. And it's so bad, the air quality at times, that it, it has people moving out of Salt Lake City. That's fascinating. I yeah. had no idea. I had I'd never heard that. I'd been through there this summer, noticed even this summer what looked like smog. Mm-hmm. You know, you used you were used to seeing that in Los Angeles years ago, but this smog hanging over Salt Lake City and yeah, just in the last few days I started reading about this. And I'm like, that's fascinating stuff. So 204-780-6868 would love your feedback on allergies. Did you go through something? If you if you do suffer from allergies, did you notice last year that it seemed like it was kind of a never-ending cycle? Uh, as as much as this 
I don't want to say upsets me, but concerns me that it could potentially get worse. At least this helps make sense of what we experienced last year because it just was. It seemed like it was never nonstop, like totally out of season allergies. It was frustrating, uh, to say the least. It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. The Couch Potatoes assemble just after Global News at 7.30 to tell you what's new at the movies this weekend. we got the best of Rick Bonus coming up in 90 seconds' time. But a reminder, we're asking you, what would your monster truck be called? Text us at 204-780-6868. Like this listener who simply says, in all caps, so i got to do the voice, <laughs> MOTHER-IN-LAW. <laughs> what's so, the implication Right, there? are they the mother-in-law? <laughs> And so yeah. they went out of like rain down with that, with that, or do they have the mother-in-law, you know, uh, the quintessential mother-in-law movie, and that's why they want to make, name that truck. Yeah, I, they, any more info? Yeah, are they like revving the vehicle in front of the in-laws in the morning? It's like, here I come. I don't know. Daryl's is good. He says, Viking Vendetta, Ooh. truck shaped like a battle axe. Daryl's Destroyer or Finn's Fast Finisher, sponsored by... Oh, I can't finish that. <laughs> Don't read these things cold, Mackling. Thanks, Daryl. <laughs> Set me up there, I think. So 204-780-6868. We've got passes for the Prairie Strides annual flea market, Assiniboia Downs, this weekend. Also just want to quickly mention this before we get to the the best of bonus, um, that this weekend at Tim Hortons, so today, tomorrow, and Sunday, uh, if you visit your local Tim Hortons and get the special Olympics donut, uh, just make sure you post it to social media media with the hashtag choose to include and tag special o manitoba uh to show that you believe in the power of inclusion all the proceeds go to special olympics and it's a good donut too they brought them yes, in on uh it, wednesday did you yes, get one i did yeah yep. delicious i don't ever eat donuts but no <laughs> yeah right <laughs> okay i don't know <laughs> i actually don't i don't get the donut you don't you do not get the donut i don't get the donuts <laughs> It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, John Shannon with the Jets commentary coming up at 7.55. Just over an hour ago, we talked about this new report out of Alberta that's putting a spotlight on women's health and the barriers they continue to face when talking about menopause, endometriosis, and painful periods. Yeah, it involved a a survey of more than 2,000 women, and in it... Two-thirds said they struggle to talk with their doctors about these subjects because for so many, they feel like they're still taboo topics. And that, uh, when they do talk about it, they're still met with misinformation and misdiagnosis, Loren. And uh, you're relating to this, aren't you? Yeah, I I had shared uh, in the last hour about, you know, I I feel this very deeply, and I know many of my girlfriends do as well, That because half of us, more than half the planet, are female that means we're dealing with periods in menopause all the time. And yet, so the survey shows we're not talking about it like we should, but more than not, often than not, I think we're treating symptoms and pain associated with this monthly event like it's normal. And maybe, maybe your doctor's done all they can and, and it is something you have to live with, but maybe it's not. And I shared that I've been going through this, that I know people who are going through this, and that led listener Christina to share 
that she was tuning in this morning and says, in regards to period pain, this conversation has brought me to tears. At the age of nine, I got my first period. At the time, living with just my father, I was embarrassed to bring it up. I suffered from the most unbearable pain every single month for days on end. My father would have to call into school sick for me. I stayed in bed for days. After endless doctor's trips, I was told it's normal to have this kind of pain and to just take Advil or Tylenol. I am now 27 years old and over the moon relieved to have finally been referred to a specialist after a year of waiting on the list and diagnosed with what she's calling PCOS. And so she now takes these shots every three months to not get this period as the pain affecting her life so severely and goes on to say, I think of all those years with unbearable pain and being hushed from doctors advising it's normal. Pain is not normal. This can help another person to let them know to put your health into your own hands and push to be your own doctor until there is change. Do it. Life is too short to be suffering from that amount of time every single month. And I want to thank her for that feedback. I did the math. 480 months on average uh, women go through it, whether it's for one day or six days or seven. A, we don't really talk about it. B, we just take a lot of Advil to deal with it. And sure, maybe we've done what we can study-wise or research-wise, Greg, to, to get us down the path of treating this better, but I doubt it. Advice, uh, Loren, in terms of partners uh, who have uh, people in their lives, women in their lives that deal with this, uh, how can we? How can I do better? I just think you should say, well, go to the doctor. Just go ask them if this is normal. Uh, it wasn't until a girlfriend said to me, sorry, Loren, I know you're, I know they told you you're 40, but this is not what I'm going through. So you shouldn't be going through that. Right. And then I had another friend talk about she pushed her doctor and she got answers. And so in the end, I think if you're listening to a partner out there, your sister, or your mother, and say that doesn't sound, instead of saying like, well, that sounds like what every woman goes through. Maybe it should be like, maybe we shouldn't be going through this like this. Let's go see if we can do better. And the end might be the same answer. Maybe no, you know what? <laughs> sorry. It sucks, but this is what it is. But maybe not. It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. Coming up after Global News at 9.30 for Black History Month, we are going to speak with Zwicke, a local clothing company. They've got a really great story of how that company came to be and then... Many of their pieces of clothing consequently ended up in my wardrobe. Half of my clothes, I think, are fueled by Zwicke. So we'll tell you, we'll share that story, pardon me, at 9.35. In the meantime, Gregorio, Fridays after 9 o'clock, who do we talk to? The anchor, the host of Global News Morning, seen Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. till 9 a.m. on Channel 9, Cable 12, CKND Television, Gabrielle Marshall. Good morning. I love that intro. Thank you. Pumps me up. I've never felt so confident. I should go out and buy a lottery ticket and, I don't know, do something epic. Do, do you want me to walk around and co- constantly introduce you that way to <laughs> yes. everyone you meet? Or I, I, I could do that. I can't pay you to do that That's okay. in cash dollars, it's no fine. monies. It's fine. I'll pay you in food, snacks, how about? Greg's, Perfect. Greg's going to be Gabby's hype man. Yo. <laughs> you have the big chain and the clock. I, I walk around with my I walk around with my pass like all day long, whether I'm at work or not. Maybe that's maybe that's my uh, Flava Flav uh, calling card right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gabrielle, we uh, like to review the week's topics with you, the the fun stuff to try to head into the weekend on a lighter note. And one of the things we discussed this week was times that we had to complete a task outside in the extreme cold, whether it was a personal situation like maybe your car broke down or whatever uh or for work and you like loren 
uh, spent time as a reporter, which means you spent a lot of time outside, I'm sure. You know what? I didn't mind it because sometimes if Winnipeg had the most extreme weather, that meant that you got to be on the national news or the news channel. Right. So it was great. like cold weather. Murder. You're like, yes. Oh, I've I've made it. I'm freezing and my mascara is running down my face. But people all across the country are going to see me looking this crappy on TV. Yes. (laughs) But it is interesting, though, that we're telling people not to go outside. It's extreme cold. You're talking about, you know, the risk of frostbite and what can happen to you. But then you stand out Mm -hmm. in the cold. And I remember a few (laughs) days like that standing out. And then they'll be like, oh, you should do something fun, like throw water into the air and watch it freeze. No, no. You know, I'm going to go home and I'm going to take a two hour shower and thaw mm-hmm. out and cry myself to sleep. I once boasted, I was saying to these guys, to Randall, who is a shooter at Global Winnipeg, when I first started, you know, two decades ago, I will never leave you alone. Like, I, I, who, what are with these reporters who just sit in the car and watch you gather video? That's insane. And I think that lasted, I want he'll, to, he'll text me like a year, maybe. And then at one point he's like, why are you in the car? I thought you said you were never going to be one of those reporters. (laughs) I can't remember if it was a flood or it was really cold, but either way, there was either too much water or too much cold. I'm like, yeah, I mean, you're good, right? Yeah, the the warm car seems pretty appealing all of a sudden. You know what? It does make you appreciate, though. I mean, kudos to all the folks who work outside because there are people who have to do jobs outside no matter the temperature. And thank you because you're a better soul than I am. That's for sure. Yeah, like if if the there there are certain jobs I'm sure where they'll say where they they have a line where they say okay, uh, it's too cold. You're not working in this, or we're not working in this. But there are certain jobs like if the power goes out, somebody's got to fix it. There's no threshold there. The firefighters are going out. Like you know, you're not just being like, we'll come in and rescue you just give us two to three days because we want the temperatures like there's tons of jobs where there is no there is no threshold oh so many warm showers i hope you're all taken after that another thing that we talked about had to do with something that uh, almost happened to your wife on sunday greg <laughs> we thought we thought we'd won the 50-50. We were at the Scotties Tournament of Hearts on Sunday. I was emceeing the closing ceremonies. Jackie was there with a bunch of her co-workers supporting and, and enjoying the curling. And they had a pretty big 50-50. The, the winning amount was 1200 bucks, And they announced the number. And I'm looking around the arena, nothing, nothing. Then I hear this commotion from the area where Jackie and her friends are, are sitting. And they're all jumping up and down. I look and I get the nod. Yeah, we won. No, he didn't. We were a number <laughs> off. I had that money all spent and uh, glorious vacation <laughs> to, uh, you know, parts unknown, uh, all sorts of different ways we could have spent that money. And uh, nope, in the end, missed it by uh, one digit. So you said, do you have something like that? You know what? I'm going to trip to Disney World. I'm going to answer your question, though, with a question, just based on what Greg just said. I can't buy lottery tickets anymore because even when I've just purchased one, like I'm driving out of the gas station parking lot and I'm planning out all the things I'm going to buy to the point where (laughs) I've looked online and I've picked out homes. Like I'm looking at real estate websites, picking out homes. I'm on Wayfair. I have a thing on Wayfair of like $20,000 worth of furniture because I'm so convinced that Mm -hmm. I'm going to win. And then the disappointment is bitter every time. I looked at properties in the Seychelles once with the boys because I was like, this is (laughs) awesome. Like, we're going to move. Bougie. We're going to go home. It'll just be like our, like, April home, you know? Yeah. Like, like, just in April, we'll go to the Seychelles or whenever it's not storm season. And then we bought a lottery ticket for the first time with my kids, like like a Powerball one. I'd never done that before oh. over Christmas. Oh. And it was worth, like, a billion. And in the they, States? And they went down the States. They and all their cousins had, like, plans. Like, a business. Like a, oh, no. One of them is very businesslike. He's like, I'll put some in my portfolio. Like, he was, like, ready to rock. 
He's, he's eight. And he was like, I'm going to invest some. And then, and boy, the crushing disappointment. I want to encourage uh, Gabby and anybody else who has that state of mind when it comes to the lottery. Brett, you and I interviewed an expert on winning the lottery years ago. He said to play your own numbers, several other things of advice. But the thing that hit home for me that most winners, ultimately when they're interviewed, say they always believe they were going to win. Really? And not just the, oh, yeah, I bought a ticket because I had a feeling. No, no, they play it all the time. And so that apparently increases your chances. I can't comment on the belief side of it, but I would say keep that Wayfair shopping list going, man. I can't wait to move into Loren's June home. I want to know about the June yeah, home. Yeah, where is you know, the June home? I'm moving into I'll hire you to finish okay. it. The June home will probably should be somewhere like Shushwap, like BC oh, yeah, or something. Oh, yeah, Salmon yeah. Armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I like that. Ooh, a Colorado home for the fall. Oh, we oh, also stop. looked up a Colorado yes. home, but like with like kind of a Yellowstone theme, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I have to learn to ride nice. a horse the ranch. and ranch. Let's get to the ranch. Get the to Just the ranch. Rope, Gabby roping cattle for <laughs> zero reason in June. Just like, come on down, Gabby. We got to go get our supper. Putting on my chaps to go rope the cows. <laughs> hey, by the way, before we get out, what's your favorite soup, Gabby? Ooh, you know what? I started making the Olive Garden soup. I make it at home now. Which Spicy is, chili flakes, kale. The kale's good, though. Potatoes, sausage, cream, That's lots of butter. That's not the Italian butter. wedding, is it? Zappa, is it? Is it Zappa, Zappa Toscana. Oh, yes. Yeah. Fun That's to say. Right. Fun that could be wait, a great monster truck You make it yourself. Name. I make it homemade. Okay. It is mm. a treat. Way That's her go. monster truck name. Zappa Toscana. Zappa Toscana. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Gabrielle Marchand is the host of Global News Morning Weekdays on Global Winnipeg, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Thanks so much for joining us, Gabby. Happy Friday. Before we pick our winner for <laughs> the monster truck names, in our previous segment, Loren was commenting that when she first started working with cameraman Randall, that she would never <laughs> leave his side. Uh-huh. And I said, it took me about a year or so. I can't remember why, but I finally was back in the car on a cold day. And he goes, uh, LOL, it was maybe a month before you exactly. left me outside alone. That's not true, Randall, because I started in the spring. And summer, I would stay outside no problem. Give me six months at least, buddy. <laughs> it's cold once, out. <laughs> once it got cold, that's where Loren said, all right, this partnership <laughs> is over. You're on your own out here. So as far as monster truck names go, we had... One, we actually had one for another one for Loren and then one for you, Greg, playing off of what you were talking about earlier because you had a list of names. Dwayne suggesting Monster Truck, McNabb, Scottish. How about Nessie? Hmm? Is in the Loch Ness Monster. Just don't live up to the name and put the truck in the lake. Yeah, mm, can't good. promise that. I think we've. I think I've said this. I'm not the best driver. Like yeah. if if the truck thing could be a parallel parking situation, I really got that locked down. But make your uh, opposition disappear. And then Henry says, hey, Greg, because you was one of the ones you said, uh, M, could you turn your MG yeah. into a monster truck? Yeah, I wanted to know. Uh, Macklin create big MGB. It was pretty boring. <laughs> well, I was thinking out loud. Henry says, although MGB doesn't sound very scary for monster truck, perhaps uh, he says, being a lover of the MGB, I thought I need to come up with something. So maybe you could go with my glorious bastard in reference to the ruthless group of soldiers the Americans sent to France to deal with Nazis in inglorious bastards, mm. the Quentin Tarantino. Film. Henry has lots of good suggestions, lots of good text messages. That goes in the very good pile. <laughs> Kyle had suggested the CJ Obeast, and, oh. and at the same time, another listener had an almost identical suggestion, but took it one step further. The CJ Obeast Traffic 
crusher. Very Not good. just a traffic cruiser, Mackling. It's a crusher. Uh, Barkley would have to be the inaugural pilot of said CJOB's traffic crusher. But our winner is Lee. And this one, just because we it's tough to pick a winner. But yeah, this was so clever. The Menno Knight. Knight spelled with a K. And then Lee added, it's an actual lottery daydream. So this was an easy answer for me. Okay. And uh, that, that also got me thinking of, of another one for Cam with his Hutterite heritage. Uh, I suggested to Cam, how about the Hutter Riot? I like it. Yep, that, so. that's a good one. Cam, did you hear that? I did. And? I love it. Mm-hmm. How to riot. Good. There we go. So Lee's dreaming about uh, these monster trucks, and uh, Loren's the, dreaming about the seashells that they win the, uh, win the lottery. You can't Sorry? come now. What? You can't come to my April Say home. It? It's the Seychelles. Seychelles. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. What uh, vehicle would you buy if you won the lottery? Like the most ridiculous. Like for me, it was always a fire truck. Like I, oh, wanted, yeah? I wanted my own fire truck. <laughs> I don't know why. I just did. That would be fun. Yeah. Fun way to get around. I'd have to think about that. Yeah. I'm not I'm not like a big car, but I think it would have to be a truck or some sort of what is that? Um like not a Land Rover, but it's the Mercedes something or rather the wagon. Like it's a big Oh, like, it's like the boxy almost. one? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, like you're on a safari almost. Yeah, like yeah. a safari car. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That'd be cool. Oh, yeah. You probably spend time in vehicles like that when you were over in Africa, right? Yeah. Okay. They're not like I mean, you don't want to be driving down Maybe you do actually. <laughs> uh huh. So, Lee, you win the Prairie Strides flea market tickets for Assiniboia Downs this weekend. It is Mackling and McGarry McNabb had to step out for a meeting. We mentioned earlier this week, February is a busy month. I love to read month. Mm-hmm. It's heart month. Yep. Dry February. Black for history some. month. Yes, for some. <laughs> And and Sorry. I, and a big salute to, to all those who are participating in We Dry salute February. you with uh with a crown and coke. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> That's right. But it's also Black History Month. And for Black History Month, we wanted to start our conversations with uh, our friends. I've mentioned the, the the clothing company, so many great local apparel com- companies in this city, and one of them is called Zuike. And so we wanted to just sort of recap how we discovered Zuike and and the whole story behind it is is fantastic and and Brett you were mentioning the the Winnipeg Nightlife Awards how many years ago was that now it was, it was 2019 Gee whiz, time flies, right? So it'll yeah. be four years in March. And you and I know a fair number of people in this community. And and I knew both the co-founders. I had no idea that they knew one another, but I knew them both. I knew one of our guests uh, through just through some work I was doing on uh, one of my uh, pro- rental properties and uh, found out he was from Brandon and he's the brother of a former NHL player. And then the other guy I had known for years because of our Hoops from the Heart uh, event that we used to put on at the University of Winnipeg back in the day. So when I found out the two knew each other and were in business together, I was elated and immediately we said, we got to get you on the air to share the story about how they know each other. And like I'm talking going back, their families are connected. It's fascinating stuff. So let's bring them on, the founders of Zwicke. Let's say hello to Ogo Okamabua. Good morning, Ogo. Hey, what's happening? How are you guys doing? Doing well. And Brian Salvador, good morning to you as well, sir. 
Good morning. Good morning. So, Ogo, let's start with you. I guess, you know, some of us could maybe use a refresher. Some might be, this maybe is an introduction. So what is that story of, of how your company and brand Zwicke came to be? Well, I mean, uh, Brian and I both kind of uh, played sports. Uh, he, unfortunately, was a Winnipeg Westman, and I was a mighty Manitoba uh, <laughs> Bison. And uh, when... Um, we kind of, uh, through, through the course of the years, we both enjoyed our time as athletes, and then we ended up getting to work together at another place. And um, as we were kind of selling some of the clothing that we sold there, we kind of found a little niche that we noticed that a lot of um, people were missing some of the higher-end athleisure kind of uh, items that we, we now sell. But one of the biggest parts where when we talked about uh, the development of the company was we decided that, you know, the world always tells us, go, 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 go push harder, go stronger, be bigger, be stronger. But the times that we kind of enjoyed the most while we were playing sports was actually the times that we were with our friends, with our teammates, um, relaxing. And, that when, and say, hence the, the definition, weekend means to relax. And that's where kind of the name came from, where we were like, yeah, let's talk about how, you know, our community kind of raises, how our, our time um, relaxing is actually a lot more beneficial than just always the, the push and the grind of, of life all the time. So that's kind of how the, the brand came to be and the, the concept and, and, uh, and what we're kind of pushing towards. It's so great to see you succeeding the way you have. But Brian, that terminology, that name, that brand name, ZooAK, has uh, has a special meaning and, uh, and it, it, it binds uh, you and Ogo in a different way, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So like Ogo was saying, we were trying to, we didn't want to go fast paced. So we were trying to find uh, words in our, in our Igbo dialect. And uh, yeah, like Ogo mentions, Zuike means to relax and, yeah, both of our actual families are Ebo, are, are and uh, that's kind of how it came to be. And for, and for those uh, who might not know where that is, can you just give us maybe a little quick geography lesson, Brian? It's uh, Nigeria. So it's in Nigeria um, uh, in the kind of the Lag- Lagos region. Okay. Yeah. So every year, Brian, you release a new collection of Black History Month apparel, and it's typically there's a theme of some sort. So what's on tap for this year? Yeah, so this year, as past years, um, our main charity of choice is uh, CANU, who's an out-of-school mentorship and educational program based out of U of M. So with, uh, with our Be History collection, all proceeds, as well as anything on our site or in-store, all the sales for the month of February goes towards uh, uh, youth scholarships. And part of that as well, uh, the Northwell Group is uh, a private wealth company that matches our our proceeds dollar for dollar to uh, help grow those scholarships. So last year we did six scholarships, six $1,000 scholarships, and we're, and we're hoping to grow that this year. That's uh, tremendous. And Ogo, uh, and I can't remember, Brian, did you ever play in the uh, Hoops from the Heart? game the, the I, green games i i did not so when ogle mentioned i'm a westman I, i'm a volleyball player 
Yeah, so that's... I, I can play. I can play a little basketball, but <laughs> not at that level. But uh, not at that level. Yeah, well, I just uh, love the fact that you're raising money for for uh, you know for scholarships because that uh, hoops from the heart scholarship. We've got one at each school at U of M and U of W, and it's and it's uh, over fifteen thousand dollars at each school. So every year we award a scholarship of fifteen hundred dollars to uh, inner city youth at U of M and uh, inner city school. Or pardon me. Uh, inner city youth that's a athlete at the U of W as well so Ogo thanks for your support of that over the years Mm -hmm. and that's endeared you to me over this time but we have to ask you this question about being black business owners do you think you've faced any challenges that you might not have faced if if you were not black um, I mean, I, I'll be honest, I, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about if I did. I mean, as an entrepreneurial person, um, both Brian and I, there's challenges every day, right? So it's not like we're, I'm not spending the, the time to know, hey, did I not get this because I'm black or did I not? I mean, that doesn't doesn't help me definitely uh, or help us at all move our business forward. So a lot of times we don't really spend a lot of time, you know, humming and hawing on whether that was that was due to my the color of my skin or not. Uh, we know that that type of stuff exists at times around here, but I don't think it has been part of our mentality. I think that's kind of helped us kind of move forward because, I mean, you can get stuck in all the minutiae that comes along with, with that type of stuff. And we just kind of decided, hey, you know what? Our, 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 our focus is on developing our, our company. Um, many people will say, hey, we're a black-owned business, which is great, uh, but, uh, I mean, we want to make sure people also are not black only. Like, I mean, we want everybody to know that, uh, you can buy hoodies for much, you can buy hoodies, you can buy hats, you can buy any of that type of stuff. And it's not meant just for black people, because sometimes I think that stigma kind of gets stuck to uh, other black businesses when we when we call upon calling them black, black, uh, black owned businesses, because some people might think, oh, is that not for me? Um, not. But uh, the, the truth is, it's for everybody. So I've got a Black History uh, Month t-shirt from Zui K. Thanks, uh, fellas. Uh, I don't I don't get to wear it anymore because one of my sons is taken it, confiscated, <laughs> wears it proudly. Uh, Brett has a fantastic hat he's wearing today. And I know I've asked you this before, but our audience changes and grows over the years. But that's cool for Brett and I to be wearing that stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, why? I, I, that, I think that's part of the whole. So our, 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 our model this, this year is, is to unite. Um, that's the word that we're kind of pushing and, and going with. You'll kind of see it on the University of Manitoba Bisons and uh, CMU and um, a couple other places that will be wearing the, the Keanu College, even in Alberta, kind of adopted uh, this program of T-shirts that they'll be wearing uh, throughout the games to, to support um, the cause. And the idea is unite and unification. And you'll notice on most most teams, whether basketball, volleyball, they tend to be fairly diverse, right? And uh, and it doesn't mean that, hey, because you're wearing something that might be um, considered, quote unquote, black only doesn't mean it's not for, for you. So I, I think it's definitely something where, you know, the word unite is, yeah, come together, feel free. It shouldn't be taboo uh, for you to wear something that might have a black person on the T-shirt. It should be, <coughs> sorry, it should be normalized. And, and that's what we're where we're hoping that. Oh, Brian, you might have to take over because I just I'm choking right now. But uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, like that's kind of what we're going for. And yeah, just to pass it along a little more, it's, we're like we don't call our program Black History because again, we don't want to have that stigma behind it. So that's why we always call it 
our Be History campaign because we want everybody, absolutely everybody, to be a part of history. And yeah, at the end, it's it's not rocket science. We just want people to do good, unite people, unite your community, and just overall be a genuinely nice person and be open to other things. Well, you two are two of the ni- most genuinely nice people we've ever met, and we thank you for this continued friendship and for the for continuing to join us and uh, for supplying like, half of my clothes. I, I joke about all the time, but half the clothes are purchased from from you two guys. So thanks for joining us, Ogo Okamaboa. We appreciate it, sir. One more thing in there, sorry. Sure. If you have a second, if there's enough time in the segment there. Um, we also have just, uh, we've been running a great uh, campaign with Dacia Franz called Check on the Strong Ones. Um, it's also about mental health. Um, it, it's it's outstanding. It, it, the story is heartbreaking, but we'd love for people to check up on our website along with the Be History Collection, but we'd also want to check up on the check on the strong ones. It's a little story about checking on the people in your life that you might consider strong, but everyone knows that we all suffer from a little bit of mental health issues, um, especially they become major if they're not identified and you don't take the time to identify them as a, as a person or just even sometimes talk through them. So, um, that's kind of one of the one of the things that we're doing right now, along with our, our B History collection. And I just want to make sure that, hey, you know what? During the month of Black History, where we, we feel it's very important, we have B History, uh, a little play on the words. But, I mean, it, part of that community development and, and drive is what we kind of need for, for all of us to succeed. Love it. Absolutely. We'll have to have a separate conversation about that one of these days, you fellas. Bet. Okay. You Love bet. you much. All right. Take care, guys. Ogo Okamabua, thank you. thank you very much. And Brian Salvador, have a good one. Okay, bud? Thank you. Appreciate it. The website is zuike.com. That is spelled Z-U-E-I-K-E.com, where you can learn about their B History collection and the Check on the Strong Ones campaign.